1: Chris Williams, Chris Chris. Chris Hassel, two guys named Chris. (laughs) Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed, Seedsmanship at Work.
0: hello everybody welcome to two guys named chris on monday september the 11th my name is chris williams joined as always by chris hassel we are in the channel seed studios presented as always by our friends at fairway meat and grocery i've been in the great state of iowa all weekend uh, with cy hawk hassel is back from tuscaloosa alabama where uh, the uh, Texas Longhorns have a statement game. We'll talk a lot about Hassel's trip to Tuscaloosa. How are you, my friend? Congratulations on your Great. Hawkeyes. Um, really got the old anaconda stranglehold, and the my my Cyclones couldn't couldn't slither out of that one, man. You get down three scores to Kirk Ferentz, and that defense, it's over.
2: It's the and, Ferentz blueprint. I was uh, watching the game in my uh, radio booth. Uh, as I was getting ready for the Alabama-Texas game. And it was perfect for me because I, I knew that game was over two hours before my game started. And when I really yeah. had to start digging into to preparation and I could just focus in on my game. Now, it did get close late. And Iowa State did have a chance, but you, you cannot. You cannot fall behind like that to Iowa. Well, you know, and I, I apologize to the people who have listened to me,
0: I feel like I've broken this game down a lot already, but I mean, Chris, it's the easiest game ever to analyze. We said all week, we knew exactly what the game would look like. It's exactly what it looked like. And whoever made the big mistake would lose. And Iowa State made two of them with the block field goal, which I I think was just critical that
2: the stadium changed completely. I do too. That was one of my, that that was one of the things I, I wanted to talk about was even though the special teams was better, For the majority of the game, that set the tone. Iowa State had a chance to take the lead early on in that game. And you get your first field goal attempt blocked. And that was the tone setter. And it all changed right then. Because there was juice in the building. Yep, It was a great opening drive. You got to finish that with points. And again... Special teams. I, yep. I predicted a f- 17-14 Iowa win, and I thought the difference would be Beck would make some big turnovers. And he made the and one, you know.
0: You, the pick you, six. You look and for the one big miss. Against, I thought and it's,
2: you can't come back from that against this team. And the other thing was that I thought the special teams would be a difference. I thought the Iowa had a slight edge in special teams, and that's – it's exactly what happened i mean you you can't miss that field goal you can't have that opening drive without points and obviously you can't throw a pick six nope you get a field goal blocked you throw a pick six that's it that's all iowa needs and that's exactly what happened um so i i was thinking about this
0: and you had it in your pre-show notes and i'm not even like We've had a lot of fun with the Brian Ferentz contract thing and and all that. I, I, I was I was consciously thinking about this during the game and I, and I give Kirk Ferrance a lot of credit and this is why I would say to Gary Barda, who's not there now, but I, I literally said this the night that we did an emergency show on this. Is be careful what you ask for, right? Um, if if you were, I give Kirk Ferrance and Brian Ferentz credit for not changing what they do. Iowa has won so many football games like this. Just ugly it up and you know, there could have been a scenario there where they're like, yeah, let's go (laughs) try and tack on some points here where maybe you turn it over or uh, this was your classic punting is winning uh, formula. And again, just be careful what you wish for. I'm looking at this Big Ten West right now and there's no reason now you got through this one. This was my kitchen refresh segment on on Thursday. You got through this one, which we all thought would be tough. It was tougher than it – it it didn't feel tough, but, man, you, you saw a chance to lose at the end. You get through it, and you look at Wisconsin right now. You look at a 0-2 Nebraska right now. Iowa is the clear-cut favorite to win the Big Ten West, and – I don't see why they can't skate through their schedule right now playing the exact same style of ball that they did in Ames on Saturday.
2: I don't think that they – not only can they not win at Penn State playing that way, they won't even come close to Penn State if they play this way. But that's the one game on the schedule now where it appears they're going to lose. And I think all the other games are at least... I mean, the the Wisconsin game is going to be... It's at Wisconsin. I think they're going to be better by then. That's midway through the season. The offense should be a little bit better. And that wasn't a terrible loss for Wisconsin on the road at at Washington State. That's not a terrible loss. I
0: believe we predicted that one a month ago that they would lose that game. But
2: (sighs) Iowa's offense still isn't isn't at the level that it needs to be to take that next step. Like, they could go 10-2 and this year, and that's still not the next step. The next step that fans want to see is this Iowa team competing with the top teams in the Big Ten, competing in games at Penn, Penn State, getting to the Big Ten championship and competing against a Michigan or an Ohio State not getting blown out in these games, actually having a chance to win a Big 10 championship to beat the top teams in the Big 10. There's no excuse now to not go at least 10 and 2. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if Cade McNamara's quad is going to hold up. You, you know, know that once s-
0: by my calculation, I had a little tracker that was the most disappointing part of the game, other than <sighs> the anemic offense for Iowa State. And I, I, I think if John Haycock and could draw it up again, I think that they would have brought more pressure early. They really felt well, out. That was my thought, kitchen refresh. Remember that yeah. you get yep. get after his ass early. They didn't send, send anyone until the second quarter. They they were I, trying I to get pressure with three. I can't either. I, yeah. I just Same I way. don't
2: understand why Iowa State. I think have they tried looked to put at that line. On.
0: I think that they looked at your line and thought they could get there and to Iowa's credit that line did improve. It did improve. Now they they still really can't run the ball, which well, is Well, pass a protection
2: hasn't really been the problem. No. At least this they, year. They
0: they they broke the one run, which was a really good play design. They pulled 77. Mm-hmm. It was a really good really good play. And other than that, the the run game was was quite anemic, which we thought it would be, right? Like that didn't change in mm-hmm. this game um but i i don't know i i thought your line was better than i thought it would be i didn't think that they would protect McNamara against that iowa state defense again but again like it was such well, how many a, was
2: iowa state sending 3 it,
0: first 3 Four? they dropped they dropped 8 for the first <laughs> quarter i don't get it if I mean, i'm an iowa
2: state fan i'm i'm livid about that because that was the one way the you could really quarter. change this game
0: they, in the second quarter, they started bringing people, and Iowa really didn't do anything other than they had that long drive in the third quarter that was, I think, their best drive of the game because it shed seven second, seven minutes from the the clock, which was mm-hmm. exactly what they were trying to I had flashes of Weissman just dinking and dunking four yards per carry in 2013 or whatever year that was. um But, yeah, that was the biggest surprise to me. I thought Iowa State's offense would struggle, right? I mean – I think I picked 16-13 for the final. I thought it would be a slog. I I thought Iowa State would really get after McNamara's ass as much as possible. Try and hit him early, wake him up in, in that crowd. Uh, it was a beautiful pregame atmosphere. But, mm-hmm. man, those two teams and the way they play
2: football can suck the life it's out tough. of a party. Yeah. It <laughs> oh, my God. It's tough. And the stadium really didn't come back to life until after that block Iowa field? State got the... Got the game within seven. Yeah. And they came up with the stop to get the ball back. And I think that's that's the bone of contention I saw with a lot of Iowa State fans as they were upset with the way the clock was managed late in that game. Now that that's if if that's your takeaway from the game, it shouldn't be. Because you fell behind by double digits early. You really I the way Iowa plays, they're going to give you a chance, if you do the things to come back and have a chance to to be in that game. That's just the
1: way that Iowa plays. So
2: but they're banking Utah on the State, fact that you're so not going to be able to Utah do State
1: it. State last week. What's that? Utah State did the same. They got a late touchdown too. Got it right. in ten. So. Well, and that's so I was I was being
0: pretty critical during that that stretch on the clock management thing. I actually for once, like a coach talking about it and it actually changed my mind when I heard what Matt Campbell said and, and I think he was right. I mean, basically, I'm trying to cut through the coach speak and I think what he was saying is we hadn't, we hadn't sniffed the end zone all day and I think he saw exactly what you're talking about where I was really basic. You know what they're doing defensively. You have a shot to get within one score here. You better do it. And... I thought, Chris, pick your brain on this. This was a game where the gambling situation really impacted Iowa State. When you have a rookie quarterback out there and you're in a two-minute spot like that with a brand-new offensive coordinator. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying Iowa State wins with Hunter Eckers, but, man, a guy like that who has an entire year under his belt compared to Rocco Beck when you're trying to get plays in quickly and you're trying to You'd be to able to move
2: it faster. Yeah. You'd now be maybe able to get the Decker's- plays in faster. You'd be able to get the play off faster. But the bottom line is they had a chance. They got yep. the ball back with over a minute to go and a timeout. No they job. had the opportunity. That, that They got what they needed to. Now, should they have had more time on the clock? Probably. They probably could have moved a little bit faster. They probably could have gotten the ball back with two minutes left. But would that have made a difference? I don't know now as an Iowa State fan, yeah, I would have wanted them to go a lot faster too i I really would even with a a, a young quarterback because all, bottom line is all Iowa needed was one first down and it having was to burn that timeout
0: was key because then you got the ball back and they they really needed one when they got to third and one right on that final mm-hmm. drive like they needed to be able to call a timeout and regroup and I mean that that last play Rocco Beck made the wrong read. It was a, a lot of people were like, well, why would you hand it out? Like Rocco screwed that up. Like you can watch the linemen and see what they're doing. Like he, it was a, he just, he just read it wrong. I hate calling his own read in that spot. Don't put that on your quarterback, right? Like just don't do that in that spot, but whatever. Um, I, yeah. The, the clock thing in the moment, I've, Matt Campbell really changed my mind. I thought he had a good answer on that. So he said something else and Matt's got video. Uh, that I guess people got upset about this. I think I know what he's doing here, but I honestly haven't even watched his press conference. Um let's play this clip about Campbell saying he thought his team played really well. Here you go. I'm I'm really proud of our football team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think it's the best we've played in this football game since I've been here. And when I look out there and see freshmen, freshmen, red shirts, freshmen, um man, I, I I'll be honest with you. i Credit to them. They, they played a, a good, good football game, made a couple plays that beat us at the end. But, um, man, I don't know if I could be prouder of what this team had the ability to grow forward, this environment, handled the game. I'll let you give your interpretation, then I'll tell you what I think he was doing there. What do you, what do you think, Ass?
2: I think that, the, the, that it looks different in print than it does when you hear it. Um, yeah, and I think I the totally that first agree. blush in print it it almost makes it seem like if you just glance at it, that he's talking about this is the best they've played as a program the entire time he's been there. And that's not the case. Yeah. He said in this game. And when you look back at the games that Iowa State's played in this series since Matt Campbell has come, I guess you could argue that. I mean, I, I would say they probably played better in that 44-41 game. Um... I can't remember the game a few years back that was a uh, it was it was the it was the fumble, right? The the fumbled punt, the muffed punt. Yeah, did they play I, better in that game? I don't know. Can can you make the argument this is the best they played maybe? I, I think they played better when they lost. Cuz that was Campbell too, right? 44-41? That was Matt Campbell? I believe
0: so. That was a the, Hakeem, Hakeem Butler at a big I, I yeah, sorry. I'm getting my Seahawks mixed up, but I believe you're right. Yeah. That was the that year. That was twenty seventeen twenty. That was the year that Iowa State
2: kind of turned the program as a. Mm-hmm. That was Jacob Park started that game. Yeah, that I mean, I I, I would say they probably played better in that game, not defensively. I mean, you let Iowa score forty four points, it would. I, it's... I think you got a couple things going on here. I think one, you you do have to
0: realize how young his team is, and I I don't think it does him any good to go out and just pulverize these guys, right? Like, yeah. I think he's protecting it and just... Fans are upset right after the game. You see your coach say that. You want him to take accountability, all that. I, but I think that that's, there's
2: something fans to that. Fans were word. upset. Yeah. I, I thought that, that the majority of Iowa State fans were pissed after that game. Oh, and no I doubt. Think, I that, think it was mostly majority. from the lack of urgency and the clock management late in that game when they felt like they had a chance.
0: I think the other thing, too, is... And this is so hard for Iowa State. It's hard for me because when I first started covering this program, they beat Iowa often. In fact, for a long time, they beat Iowa more often than not. And you guys would lose your minds because then you would go and win seven Big Ten games or something, and you would always have that wart of losing to an Iowa State team that won four games or whatever. And I think part of what Matt's saying here is there is a lot of healthy respect between the two programs. And when Iowa State, like under Matt Campbell, I think one and seven now against Kirk Ferrins, oh. there's one other program that's kind of been his kryptonite. And who's that, you ask? Kansas State. Well, what, what, what? Because you're playing a lot like these teams. You're not a bad matchup for Iowa anymore. You're just not. You know, back in the day, I, I, Iowa State was doing stuff that nobody else on Iowa's schedule was doing. And this was before the, you know, this is really before the spread had entered
2: the Big 10. That's what Definitely. Simon just said in, in the comments as well. The issue is is that you don't you don't beat Iowa playing Iowa football. Correct. And I think what Matt is
0: in a way saying is, you know, he's not he's not coming out and saying this, but I'm just trying to read between the lines is Kirk Ferentz is the master at this. Bill Snyder was really damn good at it, right? He's not there anymore, but Chris Kleiman has taken the torch. And they're lining up and they're, they're going toe-to-toe. And what fans are mad about is, we want to win, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we want to win. I think Matt's saying, like, hey, we're, we were toe-to-toe. He mentioned all the freshmen. We were toe-to-toe with them. We had a shot to win the game at the end. It was a cleaner game other than the pick six, obviously, in the, in the field goal. I think that's what he's saying. But as a fan, when you're, you're pissed, you're drunk, you're, it was a really horrible game to watch. Like, it was a boring
2: game. You're just mad, and then More you see often your coach not, say that, it you lose your More mind. More often than not, we don't yeah. get the 44-41 heartstopper in the Seahawks series. <laughs> I mean, last year was horrible. It was horrible. My dad's scarred for life. I don't think he'll ever go back to Kinnick Stadium. He was at that, that was, game. Yeah,
0: yeah Steve, I, I agree with Steve. He said he loves Campbell State. I don't know if I love it, whatever. But he wasn't talking to us. He was talking to his team. And I... I think there's a lot of truth in that. And I also think that Matt's got a little bit of a deal where, you know, he's he's kind of he's nudged at the fan base a few times the last few years. Mm-hmm. And I think Iowa State fans to a point are – I'm talking about the real vocal ones. Like I think if you walk through the tailgate lot, the majority do not feel this way. But the real vocal ones I think are a little bit like not resentful. I don't think that's the right word, but I think they felt like Matt has kind of come at them a couple of times. And, you know, with the whole don't fry the kicker and mm-hmm. the the deal and Purdy's final year with the whole. We didn't say we were
2: going to win a Big 12 or I, I don't know. Oh, they're they're just. Yes, they're that, just, I forgot you know, about that was the. Uh, yeah, our goal is not to win the Big 12. Our goal is there's there's a out few there. things our over goal the years is to be. The best version of ourselves by the end of the year. There's been,
0: you know what I'm talking about. There's just been a few times over the years where he said these things and it, there's been this portion Uh of the fan base that took it personally. Yeah. And then they hear something like this and they just lose it where Mm. like anything in life, Chris, there's black and there's white and there's usually gray area. I think this falls into that, but. Yeah, I mean, I I do think if if I were advising Matt, I would say, hey, maybe butter up your fan base a little bit (laughs) in the next couple of weeks because I think there's that aspect of this vocal side of it that is kind of resentful towards that. Just my read. from He
2: clearly uh, does not feel like he needs to address those fans. And Kirk Ferentz never has felt that either. Nope. And those two coaches are so much alike.
0: They are so much alike.
2: I mean, even we, we didn't mention it this week, but last week saying that, you know, the, the special teams issues were a myth and a farce. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, like that's that pisses some
2: people off, too. And I know that he's doing it for his team. His responsibility isn't really to the fans. It's to his own team, because if his team can win, then the fan thing will follow. But it's getting to a point where some fans are like, my God, we're, we're deep into this now. We've kind of we've we've majorly underachieved the last couple of seasons. We cannot beat Iowa in Ames to save our lives. This is a really important stretch for Iowa totally State because this this Ohio game oh. is going to be tougher than we thought. Ohio just went into FAU and beat the Owls. They got their quarterback back. We were thinking that quarterback was out for the season. We thought he tore his ACL when we were in Vegas in that San Diego State game. He came back. He came back in that game. And (laughs) Iowa State's only a one and a half point favorite at Ohio. This is a this is a big game. You lose this game, Chris. Yeah, I think it's bad. Ooh, then things start ratcheting up a little bit. I feel like um,
0: I I think you got to wait. This game, and not just this game, because this game won't tell us everything. Assuming Iowa State wins at Ohio. Let's say they win by 14. Just throwing it out there. That Ohio- that Oklahoma State game in two weeks is really important. Because, you know, you play this way, and it's on purpose, right? They want to play this way because it gives them an advantage in the Big 12. But if you're not beating... Big Twelve teams with it, then what's the point, right? And last year, they did. Last year was a bit of an anomaly, Chris, because they didn't have good tight ends, and I, I, it was just a weird year. They really didn't play like their style, and like I think that that's when they when they fired Tom Manning and got to Nate. I think they were trying to get back to exactly what we saw on Saturday, as disgusting as it was. And right now, you can say, well, damn, that Iowa defense is elite. Well, if you're if you're still averaging 2.8 yards per carry the next two weeks then you gotta yeah. then the problem is considerably right now I can say Iowa's really damn good you try to beat them at their game they're the masters at it you lost mm-hmm. if you're doing this and you're struggling with Ohio and, and Oklahoma State then it's the, the problem's considerably bigger
2: this is the best defense that Iowa State's gonna face all season I was gonna ask it's, you that you saw Texas yeah. how do you
0: rank Iowa and
2: Texas the defenses defense. yeah yeah texas has a really good defensive front really good they did a pretty good job in in pass coverage against alabama as well but alabama doesn't have the playmakers that they used to have uh, texas is the closest thing to the iowa defense that they're going to see I, but i don't know if texas is a is a team that's going to Keep teams to you know seven, ten, thirteen points per game in the Big Twelve. I think the the offense right now is ahead of the defense for Texas, and they did, you know, they did they did give up some big plays on defense, but that that front line is really good. I don't, I mean, Iowa State's not going to be able to run it against Texas. I I wouldn't think. And
0: I I agree completely with with our friend Simon in the <clears> chat <throat> who says I'm not down on the year. I said this last week. The offensive line looked average. I'm giving Clanton a chance. It will take time, but they need to improve this season. They need an O-line to play this way. I I completely agree with you, Simon. But again, like we we talked a lot with Iowa State where we didn't know how much the gambling thing would actually impact the year. Mm-hmm. It did on Saturday. You take Gyro Brock out, you take like that those guys like that's where they really let their team down was was site. and and again mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if they beat Iowa. I could make the argument that Deckers would have thrown two more interceptions than Beck did, because you're being more aggressive and that's exactly what Iowa's baiting you to do. But he is right. Like it, it you're, now, you got to break these guys in where you. Ha- that's the second year in a row where you're trying to do that now. So Deckers we'll see. is
2: the type of quarterback that you could beat Iowa with, though, because he does yeah. take those chances. W- what's his record against Iowa? It's 1 0. Well, he he threw it all over the field against but, you last year. Yeah.
0: Despite, you know, so. It's, so uh, that's the
2: Iowa state side.
0: Yeah, give me your Iowa outlook now after this one, other than I I think they're a 10-win team, especially
2: when you look at how this is setting up. But they're a 10-win team because of the schedule. And I know you play who you play. That's not Iowa's fault. But the schedule is looking even weaker than it did to start the season, which isn't a bad thing, I guess. But I'm just saying, like, I think Kirk Ferentz and those guys look at it and they're like we can continue to play this way and win 10 games. Find me the losses.
0: They can I make a statement? They are not firing Brian Ferentz if they average 23 points per game and win 10 games. They can't.
2: No, so the 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 whole deal is is the contract gets ripped up and it's done with, but that doesn't mean that Beth Getz can't come in and say, okay, we're signing him to a new contract. Yeah. (laughs) I had a bunch like that was a theme in the press box and I'm like, there's just no way guys. Well, and that's what made this whole thing so stupid. And and we pointed this out on the, (laughs) on the podcast right after this was announced. What if Iowa goes and wins the big 10 championship and they average 24 points a game? (laughs) What if the offense goes out, averages 50 a game and they only win six because the defense falls off. It's that that's what makes it so stupid and why this contract never should have happened in the first place. Cuz now now you're you're playing from behind because you didn't put up 40 against Utah State like you should have. You're playing from behind and you, sure you you hopefully you you put up 30 40 points against Western Michigan this week, but then you got to go to Penn State. I mean, you're dealing with like one week Let's just say they go to Penn State they only scored six points. Mm -hmm. That basically does it right there. And this continues to be in game recaps. Like just a regular game (laughs) recap on ESPN.com or whatever. It will mention the Brian Ferentz point tracker. This is not going away. Even though Iowa is 2-0. And what have we been saying for years. Iowa doesn't need a great offense to win games. Iowa doesn't need a great offense for us to be happy as Iowa fans. You know, people will say like, well, what do you, we want us to spread it out. You we want us to score 40 a game? No. What do we want? We want the 99th best offense in the country. And with the 99th best offense in the country, Iowa could win a Big Ten championship. Two weeks in. I checked the numbers, and you played one horrible team. Well, I mean, I guess Utah State's not horrible, but they scored seventy-eight points against Idaho yeah, th- State. Yeah, they're probably they might win six games this year in the Mountain West, maybe. But it's a it's a horrible. It's not. It's a terrible defense. I, I they, had they to have do a, a terrible take defense. Two,
0: you know the little scrolling thing. Yeah. Utah State had fifty-one points at
2: halftime. Yeah, I think they against... scored forty-some in one quarter.
0: <laughs> it was freaking crazy.
2: But, Iowa's offensive ranks after two games. Again, saying we just want the 99th best. They're 104th in points per game, 22 a game. They're 116th in pass yards a game at 159 and a half. They're 126th in total offense, 259 Jeez. and a half. Seriously? 126th. That is the worst in the Power Five. The only, the team right ahead of them, Iowa State. <laughs> So, Iowa and Iowa State, bottom two in power five in total offense. This offense is not going to get it done against Penn State. And unfortunately, that Penn State game is coming fast. Yeah. It's less than two weeks away. Like, they've got one game to try to figure this out. And if they can't, it could get... I mean I'm not going to say it's going to get ugly at Penn State. But it might not be a game. It might not be interesting because the, the offense the Penn State's really good. The offense is going to have to get considerably better. Play considerably I can't talk this morning. Considerably better if they are going to compete in Happy Valley against a really good Penn State team. And that's what we want, right? That's why we went out and got Cade McNamara. If you're an Iowa fan, not to win, not to beat Iowa State, not to beat Illinois and Minnesota, and not to win. This is Cade McNamara was brought in so that they could compete in huge games like this, like mm-hmm. Penn State, like when they face Ohio State and Michigan. So if you can't do that, you're just like you have been. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying if they keep playing like this on offense, They can't. So I'm looking at this week as a get-right week. Like, show us what you got. I'm not saying open the playbook, show Penn State stuff that you want to run against them. How about you show some other stuff to make Penn State think, oh, wow, maybe they'll do this.
0: Consistently running the football would be one. Well,
2: yeah, but you should be able to do that against... um, Western Michigan, are you going to be able to do that against Penn State? I don't think so. I I do not think that they're going to be able to run the football at all against Penn State. I think they're going to have to throw it against them. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to. Put some stuff on tape. Put some stuff out there that Penn State, Oh, you say you're not going to be able to do a bootleg or run a quarterback sneak. (laughs) That's stuff that they know you're not going to do. Put some stuff out there to show them that you're willing to maybe think outside the box a little bit Because this is the opportunity you have with a a bad team. What's Iowa favored by? 20 plus. 26 and a half, I think is what it was. They are worse than Utah State. Let's put up a number. Let's go downfield a little bit more. Let's keep Cade upright. Keep the hits away. That was great. His footwork has been fantastic even with that injury. Hey, as Gus points out, throw to a wide receiver. <laughs> and K did have some misses. McNamara had some misses in that game. There were a couple plays out there that he didn't he didn't get and he should have.
0: But shout out to our friends at Circus Sports Yeah, in I could Iowa. go on all
2: day. Sorry, Williams.
0: I got to get some of these thank yous in there. Uh tough week for us and our Circa Millions. We did survive. Oh my god. With the Baltimore yeah, survived, Ravens. But. Uh, we are one and three oh, going into bears. tonight. The I'm three and two in my other entry, so I'm still uh, okay. I don't but, care about uh, your other entry. How many uh, – Matt's got the – how many people – 21% of survivor entries were eliminated through week one. So we're we're still in the hunt, baby. We are still in the hunt. John Liebel's out. He had the Seahawks. One and done oh, for Leibs. God. Oh, God. He's out. Uh, but we we had the Ravens and we we had discussed the Washington man. The people who had Washington had to sweat hmm.
2: that one out. That's that oh. I wanted to take Washington and Survivor. <laughs> and I mean, hindsight, yeah, it would have been great. Yeah, it would
0: have been great. Would have been but the great point.
2: Yesterday wouldn't have been. That was Ugh. scary. And
0: yeah. the
2: majority of people did take Washington and Survivor. I hadn't even seen see. that. Yeah,
0: you're right. Thirty eight percent, and then thirty two percent of us had. So the Vikings were the big letdown in Circa Survivor this week. God, they were terrible. Kirk Cousins was awful. So many turnovers. Just just horrible. Uh, okay, so we got that going. We will have our Survivor of Millions picks coming up on Thursday as well. Uh, I'm going to a farm tomorrow afternoon in Guthrie Center with one of our great Channel Seedsmen. We're going to do a little commercial shoot out there. Oh. So Go that'll be fun. We're in the Channel Seed Studios, and then I went to the Fairway Meat Market on Friday to get some food for uh, for the camper.
2: I'm not sure that there was any meat left after everything they sent me. Andy fails. Oh, you got your box. Yes, you got your box. Wow, we buried the le- we buried the lead buried the lead there. Right? <laughs> Look at that. Look at Can all we that get to meat. The bottom of this. So I was gone already. Mm-hmm. I had already left for Alabama. And my wife's like, there is a box outside that says fairway on it. It's so heavy. I had to drag it inside. It's so big and heavy. I said, oh, God, what's going to be in there? Is like the Floyd of Rosedale in there to, to screw me over again? No, it was a fairway meat box. With all kinds of meat, including ham balls, and it—it it was so much we couldn't fit everything in the freezer.
1: Um, I—I I looked on Fairway's website to see. You how sound much. low,
2: Van Wink. Yeah, is Van Wink low to you, Williams? Crank that thing you're up a little man. better, a little better. Yeah, there you go. Hey, That's hey. better. Um, or are you—are you trying to like keep the—is the baby um, sleeping? Is the baby cuddling with its placenta, and you're not—you're trying not to wake it up? A lot of placenta talk um, in the RV lot. Turn your mic up. What's going is on? It still low? Speak up. Jesus. One guy is that better? drove
0: by my camper on Friday night. I'm watching Kansas, Illinois. I'm trying to relax, and this guy rides by on like a little
2: motor school and just yells, <laughs> "Placenta!" <laughs> this is six hundred dollars worth of meat. Uh, what's going on, Van Wink? Are you are you trying not to wake somebody up? Am I really quiet? You're like. I mean, six 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 hundred dollars worth of meat. Yeah. So, did so the and the handball is your favorite. We mm-hmm. we
0: need to give credit to to the gentleman. So you actually, Chris, got yes. two fairway meat boxes because there was a gentleman on. We we discovered this, and I apologize to this guy for we don't check Facebook messages apparently as as much as we should. So one of our listeners, similar to the the guy from oscaloosa that went and bought me a spencer petrus autograph
2: jersey by the way a, we got to circle back to that because you were supposed to be wearing that today
0: no you never made the deal with me because you never had any deal that you were going to do if iowa state lost well, what the hell am I, gonna do? I don't know that's the whole point i'm not making you, a bet if it's one-sided um the uh this gentleman got so sick and tired of you bitching about a fairway meat box that he sent you fairway meat as well so you got two fairway meat boxes you got one from fairway and then you got one from this guy who took it upon himself to investigate and find your address and he
2: sent you this but it didn't say who it was from it just said from fairway so how do i know which one's from him and which one's from fairway I don't know.
1: I don't know. Well, you're going to have another one. The box you just got was from our listener. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I pulled the receipt. I did a little That was
2: digging. like
1: $600 yes. worth of meat. My God.
0: What's this guy's name? Just say his first name. I want to thank him on behalf of my rude co-host. Well, oh, I don't know because right. it didn't say
2: on the box. Oh, it just said from Fairway.
0: regardless we have the best listeners thank you to to all of you uh and so i was telling you so fails you know they're doing the rv tv on friday night out there from you've done that before from jack trice yeah fails tasted this i got these at, at the fairway meat market in ames they're cheese bacon cheeseburger balls so it's like hamburger and cheese Wrapped in bacon. And it I think it might be better than the chicken grillers. I think that I, I may have found Fales something. Fails is going
2: to lose his mind when he hears you say this. Oh, oh th- we th- this fa- stuff is
0: your Fales favorite. Fails and I actually got in a fight about this on Friday night. Because I, I told him, <laughs> I was like, I am done with you slandering the chicken grillers. I will kick your ass.
2: He's not slandering the chicken grillers. He's just saying they do so many things better than the chicken grillers. They do the chicken griller.
0: They're like Iowa uh, with this boring-ass style of football. They do it better than anyone else. The chicken griller, did Fairway invent it? No, but they do it better than
2: everybody else. Van Wink says that Brian is the one who... Thank you, Brian. ...sent the meat box...
0: Two guys named Chris I, here. I, I, I'm, I'm I, sorry. Everywhere. I'm thrown
2: off by uh, Van Wink coming in here and whispering into the microphone. Is well. Yeah, throw, he's throwing me for a loop. Me box. <laughs> meat meat, <laughs> fairway meat.
1: I smoked a pork. I smoked a pork butt this weekend. Did the, you uh, from fairway? Yeah. You have a little shrinker in there. A little
2: placenta, a little sphincter. Mix that all together.
0: Nice and uh, nutritious. Let's do our uh, Kelderman Manufacturing Bigger, Better, Bolder performance of the past weekend. Kelderman came by again. Talked to him a little bit. Want to remind all of our great farmers that are out there, if you're a channel Seedsman listening, that are friends at Kelderman Manufacturing. Well, you've, down you've, corn
2: just, reel. you've confused everyone in the comments. Now everyone is worried that I didn't get a, a real meat box from Fairway, that it was just from Brian. People are really worried. This show has gone off the rails between Van Winks whispering.
0: So I'm trying to get back to this. That's why I'm trying to get the show back going. Okay. I wanted to do our Kelderman Manufacturing Bigger, Better, Bolder performance of the past weekend. Bigger,
1: Better, Bolder. Powered by Kelderman Manufacturing.
0: And I want to talk to you about Tuscaloosa. We'll let Matt Van Winkle the if he can get his um, stop drooling over Brock Purdy, and if you can turn your goddamn mic up, let Van Winkle come in and give his. Oh
1: God!
2: Jesus! Wasn't everybody picking Pittsburgh? to win that yeah.
1: game. I and and heard they they so
2: many people saying Steelers are going to win this game.
1: Brock Man. looked really good. Like he, he looked really so good. My favorite part of this is Patrick Peterson from Pittsburgh was talking all kinds of crap like, I'm going to take Birdie off before the game. Yeah. What does he do? He goes right after Peterson the first two drives on offense, hits Ayuk for two touchdowns. One of them was an absolute dime. Did you see this morning, guys?
0: That the um, new NFL odds, the 49ers are now like the clear-cut favorite to win the Super Bowl in Vegas.
2: What over the over the yeah. Chiefs and over the yeah. Bills they're, and they're really- number
0: one now. Yeah, the Bills were four, the Chiefs were three, the Eagles were two, and I think I saw the Cowboys were
2: fifth. The Cowboys net statement win last night and yeah, I mean New the York. thing about the Niners is they're they're in the NFC and where's the I mean it just seems like it's the Niners and the Eagles maybe the Cowboys there's really it's it's an it's a lot easier path in the NFC than it than it is in the AFC.
0: I can't deny it. I was going to let Matt take it cuz I I thought about taking Brock
2: as well. Hassel
0: who's your bigger, better, bolder performance of the past weekend?
2: Well, I'll go Back to my game, and Steve Sarkeesian. Whoo, how about a career resurrection? Thanks to Nick Saban in Alabama, he was in in rehab and just a mess. Remember the the debacle at USC, forced out, had substance abuse problems. Nick Saban brings him to Alabama as an offensive assistant in 2016 resurrects his career, and Sark says saved his life. He, he he then underwent, I think in 2020, a major heart surgery where he would have died in days had they not discovered this heart problem. He goes to Texas, brings his Longhorns back to Tuscaloosa, and just kicks their ass. the The play calling was immaculate. You were hitting the deep ball. So impressive. And just a great story. Steve, Steve Sarkeesian, he's been sober for eight years now. That's cool. And uh, he's got Texas on the verge of maybe being back and maybe being a playoff team. I mean, the the team that I saw... First of
0: all, I have not real questions about Alabama. That sounds stupid, but I just don't know if they're this dominant.
2: I think Georgia's replaced them. I, I do too. That was the storyline all offseason. Is Bama yeah. now on the downward slide? Because the, they haven't won their conference, their own conference, the last two years. And there's a reason why Saban's
0: so anti – he's not anti-NIL, but he's – because they just don't have the deep pockets that a lot of – have a, Massive fan base. Don't get me wrong. Bama's doing just fine, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But it, oh they, yeah, I
2: saw I saw the amenities. I saw the stadium. Yeah. I saw it all firsthand.
0: Yeah, they're doing just fine. But I'm saying, like, when you compare them to Texas in that world, they're they're small. Like mm-hmm. Texas t- dwarfs what they can do in that type of the world. So we'll get back to that. Uh, good good pick right there. I'm gonna go a little off the beaten path here. I'm going to give a shout out to our friends in Pullman and Corvallis, out in the Pac-12. I um, love this. this is a good one. Oregon State and Washington State were essentially relegated in the off season, <laughs> and both teams have started off
2: two and zero. It's Oregon the Tupac. State. It's now the Tupac. Yep, two <laughs> teams 10, left yeah. in the Pac-10, Pac-12.
0: Oregon State went on the road last week and beat. Uh, San Jose State, who we saw give USC a game in week one, and not much of a game, but they were they were competitive at least. They're 2-0. and Washington State with two really good wins. They went on the road in week one and won at Colorado State, and then they beat Wisconsin at home over the weekend. And <laughs> I think that they deserve props. Again, you are relegated. You are said that you are not worthy of this mm-hmm. spot that you have in the sport. And they've come out and are both 2-0. and I think it's a great story, and I, I'm going to nominate West or Washington State and Oregon State
2: for mine. I uh, I heard the one of the radio calls from that Washington State game, and the announcer for Washington State, uh, it was like it was like a big hit on defense or something, and he's like up the middle, and whoa, huge hit! You mean to tell me that's not a power five hit? Get out of <laughs> here! Suck it! He didn't That's say awesome. second, but close. That's yeah, awesome. I, I like that, Williams. Good, good call on that.
0: So you're in Tuscaloosa. I, I I've been there once. I called a women's basketball game in Tuscaloosa once. And by the way, nearly... those are not
2: purple pants, Van Wink. Those are purple pants. They're not purple. It, they? It's like a reddish.
1: Oh. No, in the shade they look. A I don't purple. know the exact. They, they don't look color, bad. I'm just saying purple, but pants it's like a reddish color. It's kind of How nice to just be a little more casual up in the radio booth.
2: Yeah, it is. <laughs> Especially when it, I mean, it was hot yeah. during the day. Hot. Man, oh, I got a great story. How was your story. experience? I got a great story. So I, I, I'm on the field. You know, I, I, I tweeted it out last night, ran and ran into the Liberty Bowl exec who's like, yeah, they drank us out of bush light. I know that who, guy. He's great. He's like, Harold. he's like, who drinks Bush Light? No, who drinks Bush Light? Iowa fans, Iowa State fans drink Bush Light. He says, if, if, if Iowa State comes back, that won't happen again. They'll be prepared. Yeah, but, they told us that
0: the second time, and it wasn't
2: the case. <laughs> right after that, I go back up to the booth. So you got to get in an elevator. And, you know, there's a special elevator for... There's one elevator for fans, and there's one elevator for media. So I'm on the media side, and I walk up, and there's one person ahead of me. It's the SEC commissioner. SEC commissioner is right ahead of me, and then I look behind me, and I just see this brigade of just bros, this bro brigade behind me. And, oh, there's – oh, I see Big Cat, and I see Dave Portnoy, and it's it's the Barstool Brigade. And so I'm right in between – SEC commissioner and the barstool guys <laughs> and this like barstool handler dude who's in a full like he's in like a three-piece suit it's 95 degrees his suit is soaked all the way through the back hit the, the the back of his suit coat is drenched he goes up to the SEC commissioner and he and he said well can I uh, can I introduce you to a couple of folks from barstool and the commissioner, he could not have been less interested. He was like, "Well, I'm not losing my place in line because he was the first in line to get on the elevator. He was being serious? Yes, yes, and then i I got real beef with Greg Sankey, too, by the way. what okay,
0: I mean, no, I really he, what, do." I have okay. I have
2: major beef with him. He's the all most right. hypocritical dude in college athletics, uh, okay. athletics. But all right, so so the guy's like, "Well, nope, nope, you won't lose your place in line." Well, I'll I'll uh, I'll just so then the elevator door opens, and so then we walk in. So he goes to the back, and I go right in front of him, and then these barstool bros just <laughs> pile in. Big cat is just to my right and portnoy is like right in the middle and but i'm in between them and sankey and the handler dude is right next to sankey and so we're in this elevator there's 20 people jammed into this extremely small elevator it's hotter than hell and so then you know we're all in there the the bar stool handler guy is like Mr. Commissioner, I'd like to introduce you to Big Cat, and and Big Big Cat's to my right, and he just goes, "It's Dan. Hello, nice to meet you." And Commissioner is like, "Hi," and then and then he goes, M- "Mr. Commissioner, I'd like to introduce you to Dave Portnoy, El Presidente," and Portnoy turns around like he doesn't give it, like he goes, "Hey, Commissioner. and Commission is shit. like, "Hi." And that was it. Like those guys didn't even care about meeting. Like they felt bad. I think that their handler dude was oh. just all up in the commissioner's yeah. face, trying to it get was, him. I'm sure it was really awkward for them too. Like they. Yes, they but then care. there's there's this guy right between Portnoy and Big Cat, and right in front of me, when this happens, and this guy's eyes, he had like a, an eyeball ejaculation. When he realized he was standing between Portnoy and Big Cat, he's like, "Oh, oh my God! I didn't know you guys were in here." I mean, <laughs> hey. and and they're like, "Yep, yep, that's us." And so, just oh, just jizzing out of his eyeballs because he's right in between, I and mean, he's got the he's got it's like a little bar stool Eiffel Tower big cat on one side Portnoy on the other Sankeys in the back just a weird experience none of them really cared about meeting one another the only person that cared was the barstool handler guy who wanted to introduce him and the guy who was in the middle of the the barstool was he sandwich like, was he like a bodyguard no he he looked like a like a Wall street businessman it was weird so he was like they're like PR guy or That's agent what it seemed or, like to me, but he, he was in like a three-piece suit. That's bizarre. He looked like a businessman, but nobody wanted to meet one another. Everyone just wanted to get upstairs, get into the air conditioning. But this guy, well, you know how it is. You, oh, yeah. you, you want to get your guy in front of the other person. You, you got to get some Facetime. Nobody cares. Um...
0: Real quick update. So Jack Trice Stadium press box does have air conditioning, right? We talked about this last week. And about I time. told you that the smell was considerably better in the bathroom against Northern yeah. Iowa.
2: Yeah, Not the case on Saturday. Oh, no. Is it because the are, – are the Iowa writers the ones that are blowing it up? I don't know if it's
0: necessarily them, but I went in there – Take a leak in the third quarter, and I about vomited. <laughs> By the way, there's who, only one who toilet. Ha-
2: who really has to use like in that kind of situation? Wouldn't you do anything and everything you could to not have to use? I would. Yeah, I, a toilet like that. It,
0: honestly, I would like. I would leave and go back to like a porta potty.
2: I mean, unless other than
0: you're taking in front of my
2: colleagues for 14 months. And you can't hold it. I told my crew that story uh. over dinner on <laughs> Friday. We were with all these like Learfield executives. They thought that was the funniest thing they've ever heard. Be like, yeah, it's your Iowa State postgame host. And all they wanted to know was, what did his doctor say? And I said, he never told his doctor.
0: Just let it let it let it figure itself out, right? Oh my god! Yeah, I appreciate that. All your professional colleagues, I guess. I mean, I don't really hide the story. I told it like five yeah, times. Yeah, you
2: you did. You, you you just you share it far and wide. One one quick
0: commentary. So I walk from my parking lot to Jack Trice. It's two and a half hours or so before kickoff. I don't know what we can do about it being in our state and the caucus is um all in all i think a really good thing for our state but my god uh chris i've never seen anything like it for an for a football game the political stuff oh i forgot about that that's right it like there are um just maga hats everywhere there's You know, and then you had the other side and they you know, the F Trump and like it was really, really bad. Like it there were mascots walking around, like guys with like Trump like hair pieces and let's go Brandon shirts. I mean, (laughs) it was everywhere (laughs) in the lots. People were flipping Trump off during the game. I saw that picture. Oh,
2: no, there's my boy DeSantis. He was up there. So so look it's at DeSantis. Your guy. He's a man of the people. He's sitting with the crowd. He's sitting with everybody.
0: And he was with the governor, and she's right next to him. And I think that was fairly uh, – but, man, like, you know, the one thing I did learn just walking up and down, getting to that press box, is, like, this day is already – like 90% of the people are not divisive on CyHawk. It's neighbors sitting together, it's family, mm-hmm. It's and it's really, really fun. That other 10% can get nasty. Like We've all mm-hmm. seen it, we've all had that experience before. But now we throw in Democrats versus Republicans and the most polarizing politician in the history of our country, we throw him into the mix. It did not make for a great mix. And what is Iowa State supposed to do? If you tell Trump he can't come, then you get Cancelled, right? right? like and it would be the same way if it was the Democrats coming. Like, and mm-hmm. then they're going to try and cancel you. Like, you can't, you can't tell these guys you're you're not welcome. But man, it. We had where's Melania banners flying
2: around the what, what stadium. What was that all about? Why did why I don't did, know? What's is there? Did did Trump make her disappear or something? What I have no idea. But my point <laughs> is, when you looked
0: up into the sky, that's all you saw. Um, I. <laughs> I don't know what you
2: can do about it, but it did not enhance game day for the Seahawks game. It- I'll tell you what what does enhance game day. I, I was talking with uh, someone from Alabama. They just started allowing alcohol sales in the stadium, hmm. and again, I asked the question. All right, because they they did it last year. How 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 did things go? How did the how were the arrests? And he said, you know, wouldn't you know it? All the arrests went down. Fewer issues on game day. and they weren't binge drinking before? We made $2.5 million in profit. Is that the theory? Like that they're not all yes. just
0: like taking yes. shots and, and it's stuff? And
2: every single school that has done this has reported the same thing. And so then I said, you know what Iowa State does? And boy, these folks, they can't believe that Iowa State is... Selling this premium seating in, in an end zone so that you can get alcohol and I know that's not why they do it I know that's not why they did it, but it was one of the perks when they did I, I know that though. yeah and I just I just can I still can't believe that Pollard doesn't allow it in the stadium it just blows my mind I think the goalposts have
0: moved I understood Pollard ten years ago when he was oh major. sure everything I understood it five now. years ago. Really yeah, I mean you can't have an officially licensed vodka and make that argument
2: but right right and I think it's got to happen I mean I think it will I, I do think it will finally happen. got the AC in the in the press box there we go the next logical step has to be alcohol sales throughout the stadium and also people can't believe that you can leave at halftime and go to your tailgate. I mean, between, between telling these folks down in Alabama about your laxative binge and Iowa State alcohol sales at the stadium, I mean, th- they don't know what to think about the state of Iowa. They really don't. But you know what What, what I found down there, and I, I guess I haven't been to a game in Iowa for a long time, but the way that these uh, students dress up for these games oh, yeah. blows my mind. They wear they all wear cowboy boots. That's interesting. All. Even when it's hundred degrees out, yeah. they're not wearing flip flops. Yes. All of them wear cowboy boots the whole day. And the and the guy, they they dress up. The guys are always wearing Polo shirts and khakis. It's weird. And then you look over at Iowa City and you got vodka Sam. Yes, that's how
0: I would picture someone dressing. You know what I noticed? The amount of... Never mind, I'm not even going to say it. Oh. What? (laughs) I'm not even going to say it.
2: Okay. Williams and Van Wink, you guys have really stirred things up with this Fairway Meat Box. You've really stirred things up. Saying that that box that I got this week, that said it was from Fairway was from a show listener slash viewer. So how many meat boxes did you get? One. <laughs> I got one meat box. All the meat was spread out right there. You showed it. It was $600 worth of meat. You, you owe this guy a card or something. You need to write him a, write him Thank a card. Thank you, Brian. His name is Brian. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. I... I wish he would have said it was from him. I thought it was from Fairway.
1: <laughs> what the hell is going on? You're, tell your wife to get that box back out of the recycling. There's probably a, a nice card in there from Brian. There's not. She looked. Look at that. I got this cool shirt in the mail. Nice.
0: Fairway's always sending me stuff. It's great. It's a really great relationship. Well, they sent me the swag bag
2: last week. Yeah, same thing. I'm sure you, you know who's going to be real pissed. Is is Andy fails. Because he loves the show, loves all the placenta talk, but can't stand the Fairway Meatbox talk. <laughs> He's so sick and tired of the Fairway meat. I mean, it's gone on for a year. A year. Uh, what have you good. done? It was Fails finally was- over. It was fine. Just let me have it. Why did you have to tell me that it was someone else that sent it?
0: <laughs> Fails was at my tailgate for about. Couple hours on Friday night. It was good catching up with him. Love that guy. All right. Um, we got to get to our day jobs. I am going to do, hey, real quick, in an hour and a half at 11 o'clock, I'm sitting down with Sage Rosenfels for CW Pod. Thought it'd be good to both, obviously, both of our offenses need work, right? And Sage is a brilliant offensive mind. I want to talk to him about that. And I'll probably pick his brain about week one in the NFL as well but that'll be coming up uh the steeple ridge sponsored cw pod we're recording that today so a lot of football talk
2: for you guys today my 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 brain is in a pretzel now i mean between the the van wink uh whispering this fairway meat box thing it's been a long
0: week and you're in uh you're at the backyard brawl this week right yes one of my favorite towns in the country, Morgantown, West Virginia.
2: Um, this week's slate of games is not good. Have you looked? No, it's terrible. Oh, my God. And I'm pissed because I'm actually going to
0: be home and I can just watch games all weekend, and it's it's terrible. One of the better games is
2: Iowa State at Ohio. ESPN. Look what U. you've done. Look what you've done. South Bend Hawkeye says that Everybody's going to boycott Fairway until Hassel gets the box. What have you done? What have you done? We got to get out of here. This has been an epic
0: disaster. Yeah, it's been bad. It's one of the worst things we've ever done. (laughs) Two guys named Chris. We'll be back on Thursday here in the Channel Seed Studios on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.